email exchange has showed me exactly what's wrong with our current times. Also, the Supreme Court has set us back another 100 years. I'm going to tell you how. And pop goes culture, including a $95 t-shirt and fruit pizzas. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Corelcast. I am Corel So very glad you are joining me on this Friday of a long weekend. Uh, most people taking Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off, or if you're lucky enough, or Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, if you're lucky enough. Some people just getting Tuesday off, if you're lucky enough. Some people working. Uh, but a lot of people are taking a four- or five-day holiday right here in the middle of the summer to celebrate the 4th of July. There will be a show on Monday, uh, and so that'll be our 4th of July show. So, of course, stay tuned for that. A couple programming notes before we begin the Whirlwind Cavalcade. First of all, between Apple Music and Spotify, yesterday 10,000 people streamed Married Men at the Disco, my classic disco remake of Married Men. I'd like to thank you. And if you're not one of them, please go to Apple Music or to Spotify and stream. Type in Corel Married Men at the Disco. Uh, there's two versions of Married Men on, on uh, Apple Music and Spotify for me. You want the Married Men at the Disco. That's the remix. Uh, and listen and enjoy. And also the video is up at YouTube.com forward slash Really Corel. So please go and watch the video. Enjoy the new mix. It's Married Men at the Disco on Spotify and Apple. Uh, and please enjoy. Also, for the Patreon subscribers, you, uh, you know, I don't use Patreon. In other words, I don't watch videos through Patreon. So when I post, it asks me what tier to post it to. So I am posting the ad-free version with the extra content to the tiers above $9.99. And for you to watch those, you should be able to unlock it by, you know, going in, logging in, and it knows what tier you're at. Uh, or you can unlock that tier uh, of the video. That's how you watch the, the ad-free with the extra content. Um, you, you've got to unlock the tier when it's, you know, the video. It should be the only video that appears for you because I published twice on Patreon. Once for the people that are $4.99, and that has ads in it, and then once for the people who are $9.99 and above uh, without the ads and the extra content. And, you know, that's how I do it. So hopefully Patreon is not messing up. If it is, continue to let me know, and I'll continue to try to help you navigate through it. Uh, all right, the Supreme Court has set us back 100 years. Uh, and, I've, and also, I've been hearing bad jokes about the uh, Titanic sub-implosion, uh, proof that people want to be outraged about things. People are mad at Netflix for streaming the Titanic, the movie The Titanic, with Kate Winslet and... Um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, you know, while the Titanic rescue thing was going on, I, you know, people, are, I have just found that people just want to be mad about everything today. You know, just everything. Madonna posted that she was in the hospital, very sick. Uh, she had a very bad bacteriological infection. She was found last Saturday unresponsive, as in like unconscious. Madonna, the queen of pop, you know, about to launch a tour. Uh, unconscious, they took her to the hospital, they put her in the ICU, uh, and they found she had this bacteriological infection. Uh, she was in ICU for three days and then out, and she was released Thursday. She was released yesterday. Uh, and people down below it were, were just ragging on her about her age, you know, but just all this ridiculous stuff. And 
Nowadays, you know, Taron Egerton, an actor that I really respect and admire, and he's gorgeous and should be my future husband, uh, he announced this morning on Instagram that he's taking a break for the rest of the summer from, from social media. And a lot of celebrities have done that. They're like, look, I'm taking a break from social media. And, they, you know, because it's not healthy for you. It's not good for you. And one of the things that's not good for you on social media is the amount of hatred and vitriol that you receive or that you read uh, on it. And that's going to be a theme of the show today because the Supreme Court actually weighed in on this. They said that that is protected speech, that you can't threaten someone via text message or on social media with bodily harm or murder, but you can say very hateful things to them, and that's protected speech. And if you listened to my show this last week, you know that that's where I believe we get the Constitution wrong when it comes to freedom of speech. I don't think hate speech should be protected. I think it is as damaging as a physical violent threat. I'm binge-watching CSI, and in season 11, there's a girl that commits suicide because some you know, cheerleader girls put up a website mocking her that goes viral, and she ends up getting 15 million views on this site and ends up getting inundated every day with thousands of hate messages until she is finally, take, you know, can't take it, and she kills herself. And that happens in real life. You may not say to someone, kill yourself, or I'm going to kill you, but your words can still be just as damaging, just like MAGA and Trump and all of these maggots out there online. Their words have you know, strength and power, and they are horrible. And we have all been dealing with it for years now since Donald Trump gave them permission to be their horrible selves. As a gay man, I've been dealing with these horrible people for 60 years. And now the Supreme Court says, now nah, they're protected. That's, that's protected speech, harassing someone. So long as you don't say you're going to kill them, so long as you don't threaten bodily harm. And the person on the other side of that ruling was like, this is ridiculous, because right after the ruling came in, the person that was being sued for the harassment started harassing that person again. Now, this is the world we're living in now, and it's not a pretty place. And the reason it's not a pretty place is because people like the Supreme Court continue to embolden haters. It's not enough anymore to say, haters going to hate. That's just not it. We have to stop that. And one of the ways to stop bringing it into your life is to get off of social media. I know that we, we just bow down like gods to these social media, quote, influencers that have millions of followers. I respect people who have careers now that aren't on social media. Because social media has become a cesspool, and now the ruling today from the Supreme, or yesterday from the Supreme Court, emboldens them, saying harassing words and harassing phrases, that's okay. That it's, you know, it's just okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay if Guy O'Siri posts that Madonna is sick with a bacteriological infection to demean her and deride her in the comments while she is lying in a fucking hospital bed. Who have we become? People who will throw hatred at someone that's lying in a hospital bed. That's, it's just wrong. And I know we don't have to participate. We don't have to go on social media. I get it but it has become a giant megaphone for those that hate 
and it's spilling over into everyday life. And it's just, it's sad. It is sad and it's pathetic, just like they're ruling on affirmative action. They just said that colleges don't have to take race into account. That affirmative action has made sure that blacks and Hispanics and many other minorities have actually had room at the table at places like Harvard, places like Yale. And when you take that away, those schools are going to turn all white again. And, the, the, you know, MAGA doesn't care. The Supreme Court doesn't care because they're white supremacists. That law is an example of institutionalized white supremacy. Saying that colleges don't have to take race into account during admissions is white supremacy. That's what it is. And if you think otherwise, you're just dead-ass wrong. You're white. So the Supreme Court keeps setting us back. Social media keeps amplifying hatred. And now the Supreme Court protects that harassment under the First Amendment. You know, we, we're dying as a species, and we kind of deserve to. And I know that sounds horrible, but it's true. You know, there's, there's acceptable, like, I don't want to say hatred, but there are things that are mean that, you know, are mean, but, like, I heard a joke uh, from uh, Vital Vegas, a, a, a tweeter here in Las Vegas. The joke was, because here in Las Vegas, we had two people who were supposed to be on that sub. And so he posted the story that said Las Vegas man and sub were scheduled to be on sub, but then they canceled owner of sub crushed. And of course, he was using it as a double entendre, meaning, oh, yeah, they were so crushed that they couldn't attend. But really, they were crushed. Now, that's a mean joke. It's mean. It's mean to the memory of the people. It's mean. But, you know, should it be allowable? Sure. That's, you know, that's fine. But hatred that these people post online towards people, it's, it's out of control. And I really hope someone creates a social media platform that is safe, that doesn't have a lot of hatred on it, that bans it. Of course, they'll probably get sued, and the Supreme Court will say they have to allow it. Oh, they. We've got so much more. Don't go anywhere. I am Pharrell. We'll be back in just about 20, 20 seconds, maybe 15, maybe 20. Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Corelcast app free at the App Store of your choice now. I am Corel. It is the Corelcast. You know, this morning I had a conversation with Steve, Steve Cabral. Um, because something funny happened to me. Well, not funny, kind of sad. Uh, but I, to me, it epitomized everything that's wrong with what's going on in America and in culture. So randomly yesterday, out of the blue, I emailed a literary agent that Anne Rice had referred me to five years ago. And I said, I'm working on a new book. Uh, it's called Die Healthy, How to Save Yourself and the Planet One Meal at a Time. Might you guys be interested? Well, she emailed back right away and said, not only are we interested, but yes, either one of my agents or me, yeah, send it. And what's it about? Well, so the, when I replied to the email about what it's about, the email was wordy because I wanted to explain what the book was about. And within five minutes, I get an email back from this lit agent that says, do not send me wordy emails. I do not read wordy emails. Just stop. S-T-O-P, capitalized. Perhaps we're not a good fit for you. 
And I'm just like, and I looked at that and I just thought, okay, the irony of a literary agent, a person whose job is words, the irony of that agent saying she doesn't read wordy emails. I just, it just, I, I cracked. I just, I cracked. And when I told Steve, I said, this is a woman, you know, Truman Capote couldn't make a point without a 30 minute dissertation first. Before email, when we actually wrote letters, people wrote letters that were pages long. Our founders, so many others, your mom, your dad, whatever, people who actually wrote letters, they didn't just write one line, they wrote pages. And nowadays, you know, articles, the average length of a magazine article used to be a thousand words. Now it is 400. National Geographic, National freaking Geographic just announced yesterday, and they're Disney-owned now, that they have laid off the last of their staff writers, that they have zero staff writers, that everything will be done by freelance contributors or put together by editors. There are zero staff writers or photographers working at National Geographic for 135 years. That publication has existed, and now it will exist only through freelancers and editors cobbling things together. The magazine that was, everybody loved it. It was in every doctor's office because it couldn't possibly offend anybody. And it wrote about great stuff in the world, animals, locations, you know, things that were fabulous about the world. And now it doesn't have any staff writers at all. And this lit agent who doesn't like wordy emails is because we live in a world now where, according to a recent survey, 68% of you don't communicate by telephone anymore at all. You text or you email or you do social media. You don't pick up the phone and call. 68%. That means only 32% of the people in your world actually pick up the phone and call you. And if you have an older person in your life, they don't text. They don't email. So they're becoming more and more isolated. And we now live in this 160-character Twitter world where we only read headlines. We only read one paragraph. Reading something, see, when Taryn Egerton said he was going off social media, one of the things he said was, maybe I'll read a book. Books are a dying art. I write editorials. My recent one in the Metro Weekly, you should go to metroweekly.com about pride, that was 1,700 words. And for me, that's a short one. They're publishing my next editorial about gays and social media and how it's not their job to keep you safe. And it isn't. If you are being you know, harassed or receiving hatred on social media, just like I said in the first segment, you don't have to be on it. And now the Supreme Court has protected that hatred. So you know what? Glad should make their own social media app, and then they should regulate the speech that's on it. But we live in this world now where we don't want length. We don't want depth. We don't, you know, we don't want move. You know, nowadays we complain if a movie's longer than 80 minutes long. Now, granted, four-hour movies, you know, I'm still not jiggy with, even like three and a half hours. But a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour movie, if it's really good, okay. But not anymore. Now we want 90-second TikTok videos. One of the reasons my, vi my videos don't go viral on Instagram and such is because they're not 90 seconds long. One of the reasons TikTok is so popular is because it is only 90-second videos. That's it. And we have become these consumers of 90-second videos, 
160 character, you know, things and emails. That went, and Steve's all, well, I don't like wordy emails. And I'm like, why not? Well, just make your point. What if it takes several paragraphs to make your point? Or whatever happened to illustrative speech? You know, why must everything be headline length now? And, and you know as well as I do, when you see a headline about a story, that is all you read. And now when they write stories, they totally don't do the inverted pyramid. You'll have to read five paragraphs before they get to the point. Why? Because they want you to read those five paragraphs because they know you won't if they give you the point in the first paragraph. So now the way that journalists usually write, which is the most important thing first, and then filter it down, they've completely flipped that pyramid the other way, put the least important stuff first, and then get to the meat down below just to get people to read. That is so sad. And it doesn't have to be, you know, if someone sends me a wordy email, I read it. I figure they have something they want to say. If there's a large editorial that I'm interested in, I read it. If there's a movie I want to see and it's longer than 90 seconds, I watch it. And I hate these 90-second cooking videos that are online. They're everywhere now, 90-second cooking videos. They show you them making it. They give you the list of ingredients down below in the caption, and that's it. It's 90 seconds. You know what? You can't do shit in the kitchen in 90 seconds. It takes time in the kitchen. What is wrong with things taking time now? What's everybody's rush? Oh, they got to get on to the next thing. They got to swipe the next thing. They got to get to the next thing. It is so sad that we are losing our attention spans because someone and everybody takes advantage of that. Politicians take advantage that you don't pay attention, that you don't read. They do these bills that are a thousand pages. And sure, you can go to the whitehouse.gov and read them, but nobody does. So they hide whatever they want to in there because they know no one's going to read it. Terms of service for companies. The, the whole Netflix show, Joan is Awful, is about us not reading the terms of service. And after they posted that show, they did a fake site where they could use uh, people's photos. They did a, It's called Streamberry. They made a Streamberry site and said, submit your photo and be in one of our ads. And in the terms of service, it totally said they could use your ad for whatever they want. And people still uploaded photos because they don't read the terms of service. Oh, that's too much. I can't be expected to read that. There's even a thing under the law called reasonable expectation that if you sign a huge contract and then contest it, they say, well, you signed the contract and there's a law that says, yes, but can a reasonable person be expected to read that much? This is where we are. You know, I hope that if, you know, that's why this show is only 30 minutes, by the way. I've been told by so many people in radio that most radio shows on radio should be one hour or two hours max. And in those one or two hours, there should be eight to 12 topics. No more hour-long topics like KGL used to do. It's why it died. No one's listening for a full hour to a topic. Yesterday, I had Terry, or two, Wednesday, I had Terry Cruz on the show. Terry Steele, I'm sorry. And, you know, it was a nine-minute interview. Someone said, why didn't you do more? I said, because people don't listen to interviews past nine, ten minutes. All right, I am Carell. Speaking of which, my ten minutes for that segment is up. We've got ten minutes left. Don't go anywhere. We're going to talk pop goes culture. The pop culture stuff happening in the news. That's just a $95 t-shirt. Really? 
going viral? People buying it? If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes, at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L.com. It is the Krellcast time, Krell. Before I get to the pop ghost culture stuff, you know, they always tell me on radio to do exactly the topic that's on the top of your mind. What is your biggest fear health-wise? My biggest fear health-wise is losing my senses or a limb. It's not cancer. It's not. It, it's losing one of my senses, speech, sight, sound, touch, uh, you know, feeling, or a limb. And so this morning when I woke up with blurred vision, now my vision isn't blurred, blurred, where I can't make anything out, but I found it difficult to read without my glasses, even things that are far away. And I'm, I'm supposed to be able to read stuff far away without glasses. And things were blurry. And I put eye drops in and stuff. And so I was freaking out. I spent the morning freaking out like, are you going blind? Now my eyes are checked every year. I was told just last year I had, last January, this last January, I had the eyes of a 20-year-old. They're like, your optic nerve looks great. I've had EEGs. So they've measured my optic nerve's response. Uh, and all of that is great. It all checks out. But this morning, because it was blurry, I was freaking out about, are you going blind? What would it be like to be blind? Could you still write? Could you do your show? Oh, I went there. I went there. I already had myself reading Braille, honey. I was already in the miracle worker, okay? I, was, I already had like Ember being trained as a C&I dog. I mean, that, that's where I went. Now, Las Vegas is heating up like the rest of the country. And in California, it's going to be 105, 106 this weekend. Here in Vegas on Sunday, it's going to be 110 or above. And there's a, there's a breeze, there's a wind, and there's smoke from the 13 wildfires burning in America, some in Arizona right next door, and the out-of-control wildfires in Canada. And so there's a lot of reasons for my eyes to be dry. I have dry eye. It's been diagnosed by the doctor. He gave me drops. He says, you have dry eye, and that can cause blurred vision because there's parts of your eye that are dry and parts that are wet, and your eye can't deal with that, and so it blurs. So uh, there's a very simple explanation for why my eyes are blurry this morning. I have dry eye acting up because of the weather. But oh, no, in my mind, uh-uh, no. In my mind, I'm becoming Helen Keller. What is your worst fear medically? What is it? My, and then losing a limb. I'm a motorcyclist, and I have been now for whoa, 15 years. And sometimes when we go down, we lose an arm or a leg, literally. And so I've worried about that, but I've worried about it since I was a kid. Like, you know, losing an arm or a leg. I draw strength from people like Amir on Apple TV who lost a leg in a motorcycle wreck. And not only is he back as a fitness trainer, but he's out making music and doing all kinds of things. That gives me strength to show me that people do go on and manage these disabilities. What is yours? I'd like to hear your comments down below or send comments at reallycrell.com. What is your biggest medical fear? Do you fear lose, becoming blind or losing your hearing or your speech? Those are mine, like losing my voice. It's what I do, you know? Thanks to the ladies at Bellagio on Wednesday, by the way, I was singing Whitney Houston while walking, and they said, are you on Broadway? Your voice is really great. That's the second time this week people have recognized my voice for being good, and I needed that. Thank you, universe. Have you? 10,000 people have streamed me, almost, uh, of Married Men at the Disco. Have you? 
All right, so let's go to pop culture. The first thing that struck me was that there's a T-shirt made by a company in San Francisco that's $95, and it's featured in The Bear. It's the, the very wildly successful show with Jeremy Allen White on Hulu, and the shirt's gone viral. Uh, people are buying it left and right. They can't keep it in stock. And I thought, see, there's what's wrong with people. Most of you, most of you listening to me have not got a hundred freaking dollars to spend on a t-shirt, okay? And most of you, the thought of spending a hundred dollars on a t-shirt is as absurd as it is to me, okay? It's a white freaking t-shirt. So this t-shirt's gone viral. They can't keep it in stock. Who's buying it? Who has a hundred dollars for a t-shirt when, you know, apples are five dollars a pound, basically, and it's about making sacrifices. You know, it's about making sacrifices. So $95 t-shirt is in pop culture because everyone wants it from the bear. Oh, yeah, I want that t-shirt. It's like just because Jeremy Allen White wears a $95 t-shirt on television doesn't mean you can just go buy yourself a Hanes, honey. Get yourself a Fruit of the Loom. You ain't Jeremy Allen White. You ain't on TV. You don't need you no $95 t-shirt. Put that money in the bank. In 50, if you're 30 years old, don't buy yourself the $95 t-shirt. Buy yourself a $20 t-shirt, which is still a lot. Put that $75 in the bank. Come back to it in 20 years. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Can't do that. All right. Um, what else we got pop culture going on? Oh, Costco. Costco has announced they're now going to ID people uh, because they're, they're membership sharing. They're becoming the Netflix of, of stores. They don't want you sharing your membership. Now, I share mine with Steve, but I got him a card. He has actual card. I've never just given my card to someone and said, oh, here, go to Costco for me. But who's, the, you know, and if you're a caregiver of someone, I guess they can put you on the account and get you a card. But, you know, you paid your membership. If you want to give it to a friend or a neighbor to go use, why would that be a big deal? Your membership is still paid for? Oh, no, no. So Costco has been IDing people, and I guess some of the employees are calling people out saying, this ain't you. This one black girl was like, yes, it is. He's, no, it ain't. He, the guy created a big scene, never asked her for her ID, so now she's suing Costco already, day one of the institution of the policy. How do you feel about that? Should Costco, they used to always check the back. When I first started going to Costco back in 98, 99, they always looked at the picture on the back. Or you handed them your ID and your membership card. I don't know that I really have a problem with them checking it. It's just, it seems more and more corporate America, you know, is trying to crack down on you and your use of the, you know, that person's still buying stuff at Costco. The membership was still paid for. What does it matter if you loan it to your neighbor? I would take people, to, I used to take people to Costco. In other words, if my neighbor didn't have a card, we'd go together, they'd buy all their stuff and I'd get checked out with it and pay for it. And then they'd just pay me back. You know, there's ways around it. But still, how do you feel about Costco cracking down uh, on their membership, uh, you know, to where you can't use, just can't use it unless you're that person? That okay with you? Comments down below. Comments at reallycorel.com or just post them down below. The other thing that caught my eye in pop culture uh, is I love when something positive about animals go viral. But at the same time, we never have the conversation about how it got this way in the first place. So there's a chimpanzee which hadn't seen the sky in 23 years of life. 
It was first at some sort of research facility near the Bay Area. Then it got transferred to a wildlife sanctuary. And then it finally got transferred to another one where another chimp encouraged it to come outside. It did. And its response to the blue sky has gone viral because, as you can imagine, it was filled with awe and wonder and just like, oh, you know, as you can imagine, seeing the sky for the first time would do. But nowhere did it mention that why in the hell are we, A, keeping chimps? Why are we experimenting on chimps? We are 98% chimp. The only thing that separates us from chimps is 2% DNA. They are as close to human as anything gets. Why do we feel it's okay to experiment on them? Why do we feel it's okay to keep them in cages? They're not meant to be caged. They're meant to be on the grasslands or in the forest. Why do we feel that and that we're doing them a favor because all of that's being destroyed? Why are we destroying it? All right, we'll be back on Monday. Have a safe weekend. It is crazy. I am Carell. Be who you want to be so long as it doesn't hurt anybody. There'll be a little something, something right after this for those of you who are on Patreon. Hey, it's Carell. Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing, and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash really Carell. That's youtube.com forward slash really Carell for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash really Carell. That's patreon.com forward slash really Carell. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, Really Corel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free Corelcast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free Corelcast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.